This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. My name is Meryl Vandermova, and today in episode 152, I'm going to be giving you some ideas on how to add tech to any curriculum. I realize that those of you listening out there are using many different types of curriculum. Uh, there are so many available now on the market, even more than when I was homeschooling a couple of years ago. And, you know, there's everything from ones that are very book heavy and very offline to workbooks um, and to entire curriculums delivered online through videos or perhaps you're using a hybrid of those now i used sunlight and for those of you who aren't familiar with it it is um, very reading intensive so a lot of books a lot of living books as uh, they're often called ones that um, are biographies as well as there were a lot of uh, books set in the periods where we're setting the history. They were just really interesting types of books that they included and uh, lots of different types of activities. There was a little bit online occasionally in some of the um, tools they used and perhaps now there are more, but it was mainly offline. However, um, it occurred to me a little while ago, which is why I'm including this episode, that I actually supplemented with a lot of tech. You may be using something as a lot of workbooks. You could also be, as I said earlier, using something that is actually online. But many of the online classes will be um, either a live teacher and she may use tech in her live classes or she may just um, talk and perhaps use some breakout rooms and just do it discussion style. Or it may be one of those with pre-recorded videos that children watch the videos, maybe read something and then take a quiz to see that they've comprehended. And that is obviously using tech, but there are that is a very, in a very limited way. And I'm going to give you some ideas on how you can add tech uh, to further enrich what your kids are doing. Now you can do as much or as little as you want. Most of the ideas I'm going to give you are free. So um, I know if you've already you know, paid for an expensive curriculum, you don't have money to spend on a whole lot more. And you know, you also don't have time to put in you know, hours and hours of work yourself trying to find the tech, or your children are not gonna have time to do it. So you'll see these are all very adaptable, things you can add in one or two a week or one or two a month, whatever fits with your family or even to use in the summer um, to actually use to refresh what you have done over the rest of the year. So there's that idea as well. The first way you can add tech to a curriculum is by using review games and quizzes. Now, actually two weeks ago, I went over some free sites to use to create review games. And those are specifically for topics where you know that your kid needs extra drill. And so on a specific thing, so whether it's particular vocabulary words, reading words, learning capital cities, if you want them to learn that, something like that, that you might not find out there exactly what you want and it doesn't take very long and all the games I gave were ones that you could do quickly and the child can do it more than once to just keep on working at it until they get it right and it's very, you know, if you are actually creating it, you're using the list that they need to be revising. Um, I also, a couple of probably months ago now, covered 
online quizzes and where you can find them. Now, these you can also create yourself, but they will take a little longer to do. However, there are many, many free ones on the website. So I tend to use those in my classes. Um, sometimes I create my own, but usually I just go and use what's there that someone else has created. So I will go and look for the topic that we've covered and see if there's a quiz that covers most of that. And you could do those with your children for fun. You could say, hey, let's see. Let's see how much we actually know. Here's some quizzes. And, you know, if that you haven't covered it, it's fine because it's just another way of learning. Oh, we didn't know that. That didn't come up. So that is one way I would say, you know, you could do that while you just um, waiting for your supper to finish cooking and the kids wander in and say what time is supper and you can pull up a few quizzes and have some fun doing them. Another way is to actually encourage some further exploration of a topic. So when you're doing something and um, your child may ask some more questions or perhaps you just know there's more out there than what's being covered in your curriculum, you can go on a deeper dive. And, you know, you can just do this simply from like asking your smart speaker, your Alexa, your Siri for more information. Um, or you could go and try and find another video for your child to watch if they've expressed an interest in a topic. Um, or you can go and see, uh, you know, how if there's perhaps a um, some kind of a virtual tour of a museum or something that covers that particular topic. Uh, then. I want to look a little bit at science and how you can further do that. Now, if you are doing a science curriculum that is just reading and perhaps taking quizzes, so more workbook oriented, and there's not a lot of hands-on, you definitely want to add that in. And if you don't want to have to go to the hassle of buying things for experiments, etc., do it at least in a virtual fashion. Go and perhaps find a video of an experiment and let your child watch somebody else doing it. If you're doing physics and chemistry and also some biology, FET, which I've done an entire episode on, P-H-E-T, go back and look for that one. FET has lots of online simulations. This is a website created by the University of Colorado Boulder. And I'm not going to go into detail now, but I actually did the episode I did on it. I actually interviewed Funder Funder's chemistry teacher, and she shared a lot of her favorite resources on there. And I spoke about a couple of mine that I use when I'm coaching Science Olympiad. So, you know, you learn about a, a concept and then you can actually see it. Your kids can put in different values. They can make circuits. Um, they can make simple machines. I, you know, the ones that are physics related that I coach kept come, are coming to my mind immediately. But there are also biology ones and um, and things and there also there are the simulations too that you can have a look at uh, there's even virtual labs and we have an entire episode on that again with Dr. Kristen Moon our, um, our uh, chemistry teacher and she went over places to find that too so you can go look at at those as well if you don't want to actually do a an actual lab so there's ones where you can like dissect frogs and things so go and look for that episode Another thing is if you're studying uh, wildlife, animals, etc., explore.org and other places like that are fantastic where you can actually find a webcam that you can sit and watch the animals in the wild. So, you know, you can read about it, but it's so much more fun if to actually watch it. Uh, on that line, when you are studying history and geography, I have already mentioned the fact that you might want to go and see if there's some kind of um, museum on a topic and see if they do, you know, virtual tours. You can also just go into Google um, 
street maps and sometimes there's even there's even um the the arts and culture which you can find um through i think that's on google earth they actually even have tours of museums so you know i know we cannot just pick up and travel all over the place all the time to be in the moment to actually teach our kids um on location but you can take virtual tours of places. You can actually walk the streets of Paris. There's so much you can do. And it's just fun when you say you maybe read a book about a place and your kids say, I wonder what it'd be like to be there. Say, so, well, hey, let's let's go and do it. And as I said, you can often look for downtimes when you're just waiting between things. You've got some time and you, you know, just pull out your laptop or a phone or an iPad and start to investigate. Uh, something else that you can do is... Um, Sunlight had read, readers and read alouds. I loved that. I loved the fact that uh, my kids were encouraged to actually read for themselves, but I also loved that togetherness of sitting and reading aloud to them. However, I had four kids and I did do, um, Sunlight is set up so that you can do more than one um, child at a time. So you can kind of combine years, which helped a lot. But even then, I would sometimes end up on, with children needing different read alouds read to them. And there was just one me. And I did occasionally get an audiobook uh, so that they could be listening, but I wasn't the one reading to them, but they didn't have to always read to themselves. So again, they use audiobooks, and this you can obviously use in cars and as, in trips as well. And you can find books that are set during the time periods you've studied in history, even if it's not in your curriculum. Add that in as an extra because it adds extra to what you are learning. We used to have movie night. This is our next our next my next idea now movie night with the kids quite often on a Friday or a Saturday night and I would select a movie again based on something that we had learned so whether it was you know in science we'd learn about new discovery um, or whether it was a time period in history um, or perhaps uh, something set in a country that we had been learning about. Now, these weren't um, documentaries. I did use documentaries, but those I tended to use during school time. So I did add those in during school time. But the actual just movies like this, um, we would just watch, you know, as enjoyable for families. And it didn't really matter how accurate these movies were. We would uh, just talk about how it actually matched the history and why it didn't and why they took some liberties etc so whatever we were watching it made it for a good discussion afterwards and again it would just um, enhance what they had learned another way to do that is computer games um my one son used to joke about the fact that his other friends had homework to do in the afternoons. His homework was to play computer games. And this was pretty much on their own time. They just really enjoyed them so much, I didn't have to force anybody to do it. My kids liked computer games. So I would find games set in the different time periods. Um, and again, here I've covered many of these in this podcast. So if you're new to the podcast, go back and have a look. You'll see we talk about video games, but you know something like Civilization, um, and then there's uh, Rome Total War, uh, and things like that but there are ones even there's even Paddington by the way that we used to play uh, this was still in the time when we used to actually buy um, CD-ROMs <laughs> and but Paddington went all around the world and that was for younger kids and I used that for my younger daughter when the older ones were playing these other ones she was playing those but I found one set on the Isle of Capri when we were studying that I found one set in the Louvre now 
If you have an iPad, there are starting to become now more games like that on the iPad. Unfortunately, we sort of seem to be in a no man's land where those fantastic CD-ROM games have gone away. If you have an older computer, go look on eBay. There are some amazing games. But if you no longer have access to something that will play a CD-ROM, then um, I think you know you need to you, you do need to look for online games, and so you do sometimes you can buy those sometimes through Steam, etc. Or as I said, if you have an iPad, there are some now that are sort of set in different time periods, which I think are very 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 cool. And of course, they encourage thinking skills as well. Um, and then the final suggestion I'm going to make is use tech projects instead of getting your kids to do say an essay. Now I'm not saying they shouldn't do an essay. Kids need to learn how to write essays too. Um, they need to write those at, at college. So don't just suddenly cut essays out. However, um, Sunlight used to, for the high schoolers, suggest that they did two uh, research papers every year. And the one was meant to be persuasive and the other one was um, more a, a sort of straightforward, informative one. And I did that all the way through high school. However, when my oldest daughter was in 11th grade, she was nailing them um, and so I knew that she knew how to actually write a research paper and she had learned everything she needed to learn so I suggested that she switched outright doing her persuasive one and instead she participated in National History Day again there's actually an episode on this one too so go and listen to it and do the video um, there is a, there are different types of ways you can do it you can do a straight paper for a National History Day but you can also present your research as a video and I said oh, why didn't you do that challenge yourself and learn a new skill she dabbled a bit with um, creating videos at that point and she said okay and she took to it and I had no idea at that time I was just trying to in increase her skills that she would actually go to to school to study film and that's what she did as an undergrad she was actually a film major and um, went on to do uh, media and communications both for masters and now she has her phd um, in it she actually is not just the narrow world of film she's gone as a much further into media in general and uh, she's now one of the teachers for funder fund academy our sponsor and she teaches visual literacy <laughs> and it all started back here with me suggesting a techie project for her so you don't know what this is going to lead to um, Funny Funders biology teacher actually allows her students when they do projects to do anything they like. They can write a paper, they can draw anything else. And she has this very open-endedly, and you could even do this with your child. And perhaps you say it has to be something tech. But I remember her, she's often come to me and said, oh, I know which children have been in your classes before. Because she said one of them created a simulation of the cell for biology uh, in Python. Yes, he had taken my Python class. <laughs> In fact, he ended up working for me as a teaching assistant for many years. She said others of them would come and do, you know, ones with um, using Canva or another graphic program. And she was guessing that they'd perhaps done computer applications or one of my high school classes that included. But you can come up with things, choose your own adventures. There's so many different ways you can do this in a techie way that teaches your kid techie skills. And they are still doing the research and still um, learning what they need to learn. Again, we have I have had various different episodes on this that you can go and look at for more ideas. So this isn't, you know, um, this is just simply replacing one idea with a different one. I hope this has given you lots of ideas on how you can just add a bit more tech in to help your kids be ready for college and 
the techie world that they're going to live in. Uh, I will also just give a last plug for the funder funder classes in that most of the classes do include tech in it. Um, both in using simulations, we do that, we use review games, we use, we actually use straightforward like computer games. Um, right now my history class has just been playing uh, a game set in uh, the time of the revolution, the, um, the American Revolution, and they're actually playing as a character and learning all the facts that they could learn just by reading the facts, but they're actually walking through the old streets of Boston and being part of the whole thing and seeing it as much firsthand as they can. So if this excites you and you don't have time to do it all yourself, um, take a look at our full-length classes, which are mainly for middle and high school, but we also have unit studies, which are great just to add in one or two a year, as uh, something extra that your children can be doing or something that perhaps relates to a topic that they're already covering. And we do include these sorts of things and the projects in them. Well, that's all for today. If you found this useful, I would love it if you shared this with a friend so that more people can learn about the podcast. We would obviously also appreciate a rating and review. And come and see us on Facebook in the Homeschooling with Technology community group. That's all for this week, and I'll see you again, same time, same place, next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.